for 15 seconds. I want you to just hold your breath, all right? Ready, set, go. Welcome to Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the Word. And today I'm just going to talk with you on this special day, this special time, just about a subject that God placed in the midst of my heart. Simple subject, but yet all of us, not only do we deal with this every day, but we deal with this thousands of times each day. And this was what God just placed into my heart, just placed into my spirit, the breath of God. I I just want everyone who's either looking at me, if you're watching this on television, if you're watching the video of this on the Internet, or whether or not you're listening with your iPod or iPhone or other phone and or listening on your computer without seeing I just want you to just take a deep breath right now. Just just take three deep breaths. Just breathe in, breathe out, very deep, very slow, and just pay attention to your breath as you do so. Now, go ahead. Let's, Let's follow me. Just take a deep breath in. That's one. That's two. That's three. Now, the average person takes about, as an average, about 15 breaths every minute. That's a breath virtually every four seconds. So if you take 15 breaths a minute, there are 60 minutes in an hour, 60 times 15, that's 900. So you take approximately almost a thousand breaths per hour. You multiply that times 24 and you have over 20,000 breaths every single day. So this is something that every living human being does every single minute, every single hour, every single day, thousands upon thousands upon thousands of times. But how many times do we stop to think about the breath of God? And when you read back in Genesis, beginning with chapter 2, verse number 7, the Bible says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Now, the interesting thing about this is this. Every single animal that is not in the sea breathes. Now, you, you'll have some that are sort of animalistic in nature and they're microscopic. But I'm talking about every animal that we traditionally think of as an animal, particularly if it's mammalian, if it's a mammal, if it's a reptile and it's in its own land, they all fundamentally breathe breath 
and they breathe the air. But yet when you go back and study Genesis, you'll find that God simply created all of the other animals. And we are the only creature on the face of the earth that God said he breathed his breath, that he breathed the breath of life into the only creature that he did that with is man. All of the other animals breathe, but we have a special breath. And every time you take a breath, that 20 something thousand times a day, you're breathing in something. You're breathing in a manner. You have a different form and a different factor and a different spirit than all of the other animals of creation. You have the breath of God. And when you think about this, even spirit fundamentally means breath. That's where we get the word respiration from. Re Spiritation. So respiration means breathing. It's spirit. We're called a breathing body, a pneuma soma. Pneuma means breath, means spirit. So when you really analyze it, God said that he breathed into man the spirit of life. We have a different spirit than any animal. And God's spirit allows us to do what no other creature on earth can do. And you're breathing this spirit in 20 something thousand times a day. Now, whenever God grants you something, it can always be perverted, misused, taken from the light into darkness, taken from heaven into hell. It can always be misused. But God has given you something that is unique, something that is different, that if you understand it, you'll understand the blessing. See, most of us with all of God's stuff, we just take it for granted. All of us breathe and we never think about it. We never give thanks to God for our breath. We never praise God just for being able to take a deep breath. Now, when I ask you to take those three deep breaths, the vast majority of you, you were able to take a breath. You didn't cough. You didn't sneeze. You didn't have a difficulty with pain in your chest as you inhaled and exhaled. We have the ability to breathe. We have the ability to be able to breathe this magnificent gift that God has given us. But like so many other things and so many other gifts of God, we do it. We do it by reflex. And yet we never take the time. To thank God just for the breath of life. And this breath of life that God has allowed, he put into us. Do you know that it is the breath that allows us to make words and the words of our mouths? They're not possible without breath. There is no sound without air. That's why in space, literally, if you were able to talk, you could not hear if there were no atmosphere to transmit the sounds. All of our words we're able to speak, it's possible only because we have breath and we have the breath of life and the breath of God. And when you go and start studying the Hebrew and when you start studying that pneuma, that, that word that means breath, you, you'll find that. 
It has many different meanings and nuances where there is actually no pure English equivalent. It has nuances that mean not just the breath that we breathe in, not just the atmosphere, but the very spirit, the very passion, the very way of thinking and nature of God. This is what God breathed into us. It's why when in Genesis it said, let us make man in our image. We are made in the image, but he took the dust of the earth. And he put something into the dust that made us into his image, the breath of life. And when we take this breath, when we inhale, what we exhale will be determined by what we do with the breath of God. I created a a movie and the movie is simply entitled Breath. You can, you can go and, and watch it. It's a flash movie. You can watch it on any computer. Just go to cryofthespirit.com. Cryofthespirit.com. And watch the movie entitled Breath. And it has to do with all of the human beings on earth. We, we have fundamentally the same God-given breath. But what comes out is determined by the individual that the breath goes in. You can have a thousand people in the same room. Everybody breathes in the same air. Everyone has been given the same spirit. Everyone has the same opportunity. But if you have a thousand people in a room, all breathing the same air, you're going to get a huge variety of what comes out. With some, you will get praise and you will get thanksgiving. You will get joyous statements. You will get edifying statements. You will get things that build the kingdom of God and things that build fellow human beings. Some, when they take in the breath and when they run it through their lungs and through their spirit, what comes out is a reflection of God himself. But there are others who will take the same air, the same breath, the same God-given ability, the same spirit. But when it comes out of them, it's criticism, it's condemnation, it's poor mouth, it's seeing all of the bad things. Do you know you can take a breath of air right now, you can go outside, and right now, The weather is rather cool outside and you can go outside and you can take a breath of air and you can say to yourself, my, how refreshing and how invigorating, how crisp and clean this air is. Or you can take that same breath, same air, and you can say, oh, it's cold out here. Oh, I'm about to freeze it down. Oh, this air is just, oh, let me... You can complain or you can praise. Same breath, same air. We're the only creatures fundamentally who have the ability to be independent of our circumstances and to be able to put the divine view on anything that we encounter. God breathed the breath of life into you. Same breath that he breathed into you is the same breath that he breathed into me. 
same breath that he breathed into you is the same breath that he breathed into the president of the United States. Same breath that he breathed into you is the same breath that he breathed into the richest person in the world. But the same breath that he breathed into you is also the same breath that he breathed into every person sitting on death row in prison. What you do with that breath is going to be solely dependent upon you. You have the choice to make. Now, sometimes we'll we'll take our breath in and we'll criticize our circumstances. Well, you don't understand, Pastor. I was born into this situation and this is why I can't do what I should be able to do because I was born in the same breath. When God breathes into you, it doesn't even matter what your circumstances are. You'll be able to overcome circumstances. That's why people could not accept Jesus because they expected Jesus to be born in these royal, rich, magnificent circumstances. They weren't expecting him to be born in a stable, in a manger. And Jesus could have said, because I was born on, a, on hay and not a feather bed, I, I can't do what the father has sent me here to do. No, he didn't say that. He understood that when God breathed the breath of life and his spirit into him, that all excuses for not being able to fulfill his divine destiny disappeared. God has breathed the breath of life. And do you, what are you going to do with it? It's a serious question. Do you thank God for your breath? Or are you almost on the verge of committing suicide? You see, that's really what suicide is. It cuts the breath off and people will breathe their last breath and they'll say to themselves, I don't appreciate the gift that God has given me. And I'm going to just end it. You'll be surprised how many prayer requests I get through mountainwings.com and And they'll come in and so many people will say, because I've got this problem and that problem that I just want to end it all. I just want to give up. And and they'll list the problems that they have. And most of the time, the problems that they're having usually are financial. So because they are running short of money, oftentimes they'll say to themselves, I just want to kill myself just because I don't have enough money. And God has breathed the breath of life into you. And we're not thankful for it. Now, people, I'll tell you this. If you start doing this, if you just wake up every morning and just take several deep breaths, and with those breaths, just begin with your first breaths of your waking consciousness. Thank God for the breaths that you have. You don't understand how valuable that is until you go on some hospital visits. I had a friend who passed away recently who was younger than I was. And and, and as I was there in the hospital with him, he was on a ventilator machine. You don't understand the value of breath until until you see somebody or until you on it yourself, until you see somebody on a ventilator machine who, who literally cannot breathe on their own. They have this tube that they have to run down your mouth. And it runs down your mouth into your lungs and the machine bellows goes up and down and it makes your chest go up and down. And he was there on that bed just gagging. He hated it so much having this tube, but he couldn't breathe on his own. You don't understand the value of the divinely given breath 
until you run short of breath, let you just catch emphysema or let you have a bad asthma attack and you can barely breathe. And then you'll understand the value of breath. God has granted and graced and given us the power of the breath of life. And see, the breath of life, it's not just something that just animates the flesh. That is the difference between the animals and us. God's breath of life did not just animate our flesh. God's breath of life animates our spirit. And it gives us the ability to conquer anything that comes our way. And it gives you the ability to be at peace, to have joy, regardless of your circumstances. You've got the breath of life. And if you can stand there and take a deep breath with no pain, no hacking, no coughing, to be honest about it, you're in pretty good shape. My father always used to say that a man who has health has hope. And the man who has hope has everything. And if you can stand there and just take a deep breath. Oh, I know. Yes, I know you have issues. But let me tell you this, people. There's no one who I know who does not have issues. Now, there are people I know who appear not to have issues. But once you get into the inner world, everybody has some issues. Everybody has stuff that's going wrong. Everyone has stuff that periodically will keep them up at night and they cannot sleep. They worry about it. They're dealing with this thing on the inner side of their soul or they have stuff that's going wrong in their world that you never see. Everybody has issues. But everybody has breath. Everybody has the breath of life granted by God within them. But everybody does not use the spirit of God. With that breath, when you use the spirit of God, you be like Paul. When even in prison, he could sing. When he says, I've learned how to abase and how to abound. I can be happy when I have much. I can be happy when I have little. When you learn how to use the spirit of life, of breath in you, you'll be able to conquer any circumstance. You'll be able to do anything. You'll be able to do anything in Christ who strengtheneth you. People, take another deep breath. And I'm going to just stop talking for just a second just to allow you just to breathe because you're doing this 20 something thousand times a day. And we never give thanks for something that we do so often that is granted so much and we're not thankful for it. We don't appreciate it. We don't miss it until we start having trouble with it until you get to the point where you can't breathe. And I mean, if you want to really try something now, breathing is one thing. This is something else I want you to try. Just hold your breath for about 15 seconds. Come on, just, just do it. Those of you, Listening electronically or watching electronically. Come on, just just for 15 seconds. I want you to just hold your breath. All right. Ready, set, go.
Do you know what it's like not to have the breath of life? Now that may have been just a little bit longer than 15 seconds, but it wasn't any longer than 30 seconds, I don't think. Do you know what it's like not to breathe for just 30 seconds? And don't even mention a minute. Probably at, at the max, I can probably hold my breath for about a minute. About a minute. Beyond that, I need some air. And it is not even during that minute that I don't have air. I just have the air that's left in my lungs that I'm using up. So even even during those 60 seconds, I've got air. It's just in my lungs. Do you know what it's like not to have breath? The basis, the first thing God did, he breathed the breath of life into dusty dust into us. His spirit, his animation, his joy, his perseverance, and his love. God breathed all of this into you from the beginning. And you've still got it. Now, you may have lost the vision of it. It may have been covered up. It may have been muddied up by all of the stuff of the world. But you still have it. It's still inside. It's still alive. His spirit has never died in you. And you need to resuscitate it right now. You need to bring the breath of life, the spirit of God back into your life and back into your world. God's word is life itself. But he gave it to you in the beginning physically. There, there was no Bible. He just breathed it straight into dust, straight into you. There was a point when we were in our mother's womb that our lungs don't breathe. We get our Oxygen from our mother's bloodstream. Our mothers breathe and it transfers the oxygen through the umbilical cord into us as we are developing. But the minute we come out of the womb and that umbilical cord is cut, we begin breathing on our own. Some babies cry. And some do not. I've been there at the birth of all four of my sons. And when each one of them comes out, to be honest about it, three out of four of my children have not cried when the umbilical cord was cut and when they came out. Now, mama was hollering like mad, but the children didn't. They were wide awake and breathing. And I think even as a child, as an infant, freshly born, they were looking around and I believe appreciating the breath of life that God had given them. It is our experiences and our training that as we grow and as we mature will oftentimes make us look cynically upon all of the things in the earth and not see the blessing that God has placed within us 20 something thousand times every single day. Every day. You breathe. The more stress you come under, the more you breathe. That's not accidental. The more stress you come under, the faster you will breathe. The faster you will take in the breath of life. You need to do that even with God's word. The more stress you're under, the more you need to pray 
And the more you need to read his word, the more life-giving oxygen and the more life-giving spirit you need. Oftentimes what happens to us, the more stress we get under, the less we'll read the word, the less we pray, the less we come to church. And sometimes the further we will turn away from God, the breath and the life giver. People, be thankful 20,000 times a day. And if you take a breath and breathe in and out, and every breath in and out has a river of thankfulness that rides upon it, watch what that will do to your life and your world. Lord, I thank you for giving me the breath of life. We thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word, because, brother, you need the Word. This ends message number 5456 by Nathaniel Bronner Jr. To hear other messages or to send this message number 5456 to a friend, simply go to airjesus.com and theonlineword.com. This has been message number 5456 The Breath of God. Listen to airjesus.com and theonlineword.com often and keep your spirit charged up.